before we get going here, um, because uh-huh. we are the one more rep podcast, um, <laughs> we have a little thing we like to put our guests through called three rounds for time. So in this, I'm going okay. to ask you three questions and you just fire off as fast as you can. So you ready? All right. All right. First question. What keeps you up at night? What are some fears or concerns that you have? Um, it's mostly just insomnia that keeps me up. Um, <laughs> I feel you, brother. Sort of. You're part of the, the energy I'm part of the to want to keep mafia doing too. things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to just keep doing Like, I really resent having to sleep. Uh, so that's a, that is a very real sort of thing. I don't sleep a whole lot. Um, what keeps me up at night? Um, I don't know. There's in one of the last scenes of the movie that when people ask me, like, what's my favorite part of the movie, mm-hmm. the part that I, a favorite part, I don't really have, uh, I kind of equally hate all of it, but, um, <laughs> the part that that's, that's how filmmaking is. Um, <laughs> By the time you're done, you're just like, fuck, I hate all of this. Um, but the part that uh, the the part that I identify with the most is the last interview with Dave Hoff, where he says, you know, I spent four years for five pounds. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, this movie took me four years to make. Mm-hmm. But for me, that Hoff is he's a few months uh, younger than me. Mm-hmm. So we're about the same age. Um, I'm I'm pretty good friends with him now. Uh, we talk often, but I, what he was saying there, you know, I was a part of, I was the editor of Forks Over Knives and that was huge on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That was one of the biggest documentaries of its sort of era. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be a part of that. And then in the, you know, that came out, eight years ago to the day from when West side versus the world came out. Um, to work, you know, so he did four years for five pounds, but he said, you know, but if you do it twice, it's not an accident. Mm -hmm. Uh, for a long time, I I would say if there was anything that I was afraid of, it was sort of that sense of it takes so long to make something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and in order to do it, you have to believe that like you're, you're that good. Yeah. Uh, and you, you, I mean, like a very honest, real concern for me is, or was rather, it's not really a concern now is again, I, I've, I've done it twice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not, it's an, not accident. an accident now. Yeah. Um, but in between, it was a very real concern of like, I, you know, I'm either this good <laughs> or is a I'm, I'm either good at this or I I've lost my mind. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm like legitimately I'm either everything that I've been trying to be, or I'm fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm on the brink of crashing and crashing hard, you know, like, yeah. uh, so I would say that it's, it's something like that. Like, you know, worrying simultaneously that you're not going to, I, I guess it's worrying that you're not going to fulfill what you're, what you feel capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of at peace with the idea that like, I'm never going to do what I feel like I'm capable of, but worrying when I was 22 and I sort of haphazardly or accidentally was part of a crew, uh, you know, a key part of a crew that made a movie that did really well, there was no stakes, mm-hmm. you know, but now I'm, um, 
now I'm 32 and, and, uh, you're at a different stage in your life. Yeah. It, yeah like, um, it's gotta be a career, uh, you know? Yeah. It, it's, I have a, a serious, a serious girlfriend, all this goes well, you know, like, you know, that'll turn to engagement and, you mm-hmm. know, wife. And, uh, I'm right now I'm in my childhood bedroom as I wait for paychecks to hopefully come in because I had to downsize, <laughs> I downsized every part of my life. I sacrificed, you know, everything and scaled back every, I mean, I had roommates and stuff out in LA. I lived in a house. I had a bunch of roommates. Mm-hmm. They all did more sort of traditional things with their career path. And I really did get the, you know, I had a lot of conversations where people would be like, Hey man, just want to kind of check in on you. Like <laughs> you're doing all right, bro. You're doing this documentary, yeah. you know, like, are you all right? Like, are you, are you okay? And I was like, man, I feel great. Like I'm doing this thing. I wholeheartedly believe it's going to work out and be successful. But everyone around me was like, bro. <laughs> yeah. At, like people were to my face questioning, like, are you, are you okay? Like, are you having a breakdown Mm -hmm. and, you know, family members and stuff? Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? Like how many, how many of your close, you consider people are close to you actually support this wholeheartedly? Um, I know, I know like within my immediate family, uh, that they support me like very strongly. Um, I still get the sense that they're very surprised when certain things happen, mm-hmm. sort of the way that I talk about them. Um, cause for the most part, everything has happened. Lawsuits and shenanigans post finishing the movie aside, mm-hmm. all the other parts of it have been very like predictable mm-hmm. and they've all kind of happened the way that I said that they'd happen and the way that I planned for them. They just haven't happened on the, on the, like the schedule. Mm-hmm. So everything has kind of come, but it's come late okay. uh, with my, you know, my friends beyond that. I have a couple really close friends who, uh, I think believed in everything from the, you know, throughout the process. Um, but then I, yeah, I had a whole lot of friends who, um, I mean, I got a message from somebody yesterday who like, I've told them all about this before. And then they say, you know, like, dude, I was just looking like, is, you know, that's your movie. And I said, yeah. And they're like, it's up on iTunes. And I'm like, I, dude, I posted all of this on, mm-hmm. yeah. on Facebook. Like you liked it. Like, what are you, <laughs> I have, I have told you this before. And mm-hmm. they're, they're like, well, I just, I thought you were joking. Like, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, I didn't, uh, you know, I thought like, Oh, that's, that's cute. Like the movie finally came out. That's, that's nice. And then they're like, I, dude, I, I like, you can like pull it up on, on Comcast. Like it's on, on demand on Comcast. Yeah. So, yeah you're, you're legit. It's, yeah. It's, it's everywhere. And they're like, you know, someone made a joke like, you know, Oh, well you'd be like able to order it from Best Buy or like Walmart. I was like, you can already order it from both. Yeah. Already there. Um, but so it is weird that like everyone thinks that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now very quickly that flips over. Now you're and, cool. But the same thing yeah. happened. Yeah. But again, the same thing happened eight years ago where it flipped over. Yeah. And then when it didn't happen two years later, mm-hmm. everyone went like, oh, well, he, j-, you know, like 
that was like a once in a lifetime thing. Like mm-hmm. it's not coming. That's not really him. That was just the right place and the right time. And it, it won't come back like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to, yeah. Worrying that maybe everyone else was right at some point mm-hmm. or that I would fail on what I knew that I could do. Okay. That would be the thing. Well, that's good fair. job not letting them pull you down there. Yeah. No that's, joke. That's, yeah. That's tough to stay focused. <clears throat> and it, for me, especially like it is, it's, you gotta, you know, I pick a path and I'm not afraid to change small things as long as it's educated, like an educated mm-hmm. decision on what I believe due to circumstances, but it's hard to stay the path when, you know, there's not instant return and like, yeah. how do you keep grinding and keep doing what you're doing when, you know, financially nothing's changed and, uh, yeah. you still got to put the same amount of work in as if it's going to, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, it, yeah. That's, and eventually you just hit a, like for me, it was eventually you hit a point where it's like the sunk cost is so high. Mm-hmm. Did you just you like, fuck it? Scary. I gotta make it. Yeah. You're, well, your back's against actually, the wall, no, dude. it went, it went past scared to like, <laughs> I just like it or not. I have to do this now. Yeah. yeah you're back. You're all in. It, yeah. It's uh, like, I'm all in and whether people, you know, like it just got to a point where it's like so far beyond being able to, to put it into words, to justify it to other people. And it yeah. means that, again, especially with what I went through in the last year mm-hmm. um, with the lawsuits and investigation type stuff. Um, like it got to such a bad point that, you know, like I would be laughing as I told people and they'd go like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And stuff. And I go like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, it's just, it's part of it's my story. So ridiculous at this point. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and, but then I would tell them like, dude, if I get through this, do you understand there is nothing that can ever stop me? Yeah, for sure. Because this is the most absurd shit I've ever heard of. <laughs> well, I'll, could, I'll, could make it up. Like, I'll commend you because I've been following you for a while. Um, back when I seen the very first trailer for this, uh, I don't know how long mm-hmm. ago it's been. And then when all the, all the lawsuit and shit stuff happened and you had your, your people who were part of the Kickstarter and one of the stuff yeah. that's a, you took a lot of heat from those people because they wanted their shit, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and I, you can't, you have to understand their point, but I thought, you know, and that's how far back I go with this. You know, I just, I, yeah. I read in the background and I thought you handled it real well. There's, you know, at the point, it, the point is like, what do you want me to do? Like, I literally can't do anything, but you know, at the same time, right. They funded your fucking movie. So it's like, you were, yeah, you were in a horrible yeah, I, spot for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I understood. I understood their frustration, yeah. but at the same time, I was like, I'm not in a position <laughs> where I can. I was like, I cannot Your legally do yeah. anything yet to make this right. I was like, I will make it right. As, yeah, as soon as I'm legally but, capable, I will. Yeah, yeah, as soon as I'm as soon as I'm legally capable, and as soon as there's enough resource to do so. It was funny because I was waiting at for this, this moment. To- I can't do anything. I was waiting for this to come out and I was like, how long does this fucking take to make? And I'm and, and like, yeah. and then I start reading into the lawsuit and, and seeing things that are going on. I was like, dang. So I'd pay attention to it every once in a while on, on Instagram. And, but yeah, you did, you did a really good job, man. That's a tough customer service is really hard. Um, mm-hmm. But especially when they've paid up front for something that they don't have, that's, 
that's a whole nother level. Yeah. At least here they pay for membership. I can train them every day and they right. still may have some cut. <laughs> now, like they pay for it, but they don't have it. So that's even harder. Right. All right. Next question. If there was something in the world you could change, what would it be? Uh, if there's something in the world that I could change, um, I, I guess I would, I would make everyone less cynical hmm. just in general. Um, I'm like, I'm a really sarcastic person. Um, I, you know, have a, like a very dry sense of humor, hmm. but I'm really, uh, I find myself more and more increasingly being like very upset at how sort of cynical and apathetic people are mm-hmm. um, to a whole host of different uh, things. But just the idea that, uh, especially sort of within my, uh, I don't know how it was with other generations, but in looking around at my generation, um, and I'm, I'm sure that it's, it's the exact same and that just it's more easily perceptible because of social media and stuff. But there's such widespread cynicism and, you know, fear and discouragement that prevents people from there's so many, you know, it's just like with powerlifting or with anything else, like there's nothing really stopping good things from happening. Nothing is stopping you know, someone from making progress, Mm -hmm. nothing is stopping, you know, nothing is people ask like, you know, how did you make a movie or something? It's like, I simply just decided to fucking do it. There's not, (laughs) there's no real blueprint to it. Like my, yeah, my industry is the wild West. Like if it works, it works. Uh You can do whatever you can get away with. So it's like, it's not hard. It, it just, it's, it's hard to physically endure, uh, or to mentally endure, but it's not hard to do. Um, but I see so many, I know so many people who are so talented. I know, you know, I know lots of people who are great athletes who just let everything slip away because of that initial cynicism of, well, if I try, the odds are against me. Uh So I probably won't make it. So I won't do it. And then they lead these lot, you know, and that just permeates through the rest of their life of, well, I would probably fail. So I won't do it. And my whole thing is somebody succeeds. That's why you have that dream in the first place is because somebody else succeeded Mm -hmm. and it's always easier for the next guys succeed because now there's at least a path. Oh shit. Um, yeah, there's at least a path. Um, and you can at least look at the patterns that someone else took. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I think people are feared to be judged by those, like you were saying on social media or, you know, just think about the guy, you, the people you're talking about, like when they were surprised that your, your movie was up on iTunes and, even though you've been telling them that's exactly what was going to happen. Now they're surprised. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. I mean, people who don't take that chance, you know, I, that's, I'm a, I'm a risk taker, but it's calculated. I don't, I'm not, I don't aimlessly wander through the fucking world. Everything I do, there's a, there's a reason why I do it. Cause I've thought about this shit non fucking stop for hours or days and years and months. And, um, but people who are afraid to take that step, man, 
just think like you wouldn't have made this movie and we would, I just, we wouldn't be talking right now, just stuff like that. And that's minor in, in yeah. the grand scheme of things, but everything that happens, there's a chain reaction to that that leads to, you know, like Mo, he moved here. I, I host competitions. If <clears throat> he randomly reached out to me, <laughs> literally randomly, I already had a DJ randomly reached out to me, said, Hey, I'd like to, you know, try to do some of your events. I, I want to, you know, he came and did one for free. We had a fundraiser and he did that one, loved it. We hit it off. Two years later, we start a podcast. He, he asked me to start a podcast. So we wouldn't even be mm-hmm. sitting here talking to you right now. Yeah. Like it's just shit that, and I told him straight up when, um, when he asked me, I'm like, who, who wants to listen to me? I don't know anybody that wants to listen to anything I have to say. So I thought he was fucking, I thought he was <laughs> punking me, honestly, because he sent me a text. <laughs> And so our, yeah. our people who listen to us now laugh about that because honestly, I had no intention. And I thought the worst case is what I thought is both of our gyms would listen. Both of, both of yeah. our gyms would listen to our podcast and we wouldn't be wasting mm-hmm. our time. Yeah. And now 50, that was the only goal yeah, is just to get 50 states yeah. and 60 plus countries later. Yeah. And now the freaking director of the yeah. West side versus West, the fucking world. world. Yeah. Is on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the that's the same thing as, you know, two weeks ago, there were a whole lot of people who did not know who I was, didn't care who I was. Mm-hmm. I'm the same person that I was two weeks ago. I'm the same person that I was two years ago, yeah. 10 mm-hmm. years ago. I've always been the same person. Yeah. Uh, just as, you know, the 12 year old Louis Simmons walking into a gym in Columbus, Ohio mm-hmm. and having the owner look at him and go, you're just as some 12 year old kid. I'm not going to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ain't that nice? No one would ever, yeah. no one would ever do that to like, you know, 50 year old Louie. Mm-hmm. No, you know, who Hell was no. the, you know, the amazing, like raised from the dead godfather of the sport. <laughs> no one would ever do that to them, to him then, but he was the same dude. Mm-hmm. He's like, no different, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's nothing but opportunity and follow through and, uh, you know, it's, I'm not special. I know tons of other people who have the ability that I have to maybe not to make, you know, documentaries the way that I make them, but to do something else. Mm-hmm. I have friends who are musicians, friends who are sprinters, friends who, you know, uh, were in bands and friends who are writers and stuff. And like, I always say like, you know, the motto is like, make your friends famous. Mm. You know, believe in show belief in those people around you. Mm. Um, I like that. And never lose sight of that. Like, never take, you know, never take for granted how special the people are around you. Because also, like, I've lived in LA and I grew up in, you know, I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida, where everyone who grew up here hated here. <laughs> and, you know, I moved out to LA and people acted like that was an accomplishment in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, all I wanted to do the whole time was learn how to make movies, learn how all that shit works so that I could move back, back to, to Tallahassee. Yeah. You know, my literal 10 year plan was I want to direct a movie and move back to Florida and somehow along the way, convince some girl to move back to Florida. With me. <laughs> and I, I did all three. The girl actually asked me like, Hey, would you move to Orlando with, me? uh, and now two, three years later, we finally made that last step to get her up to Tallahassee. Nice. Uh, but but like, you know, I always looked around at where I was and thought like, you know, like I thought like I'm, you know, 
I'm amazing in so many ways. And I can only have been amazing in all those ways because of where I was yep. and where I started. And so like that mix of things that created me is therefore equally amazing, but none of it's completely unique. And like, you know, no city will define you. No gym will define you. No, no documentary, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No documentary will define you. Yeah, no singular a, achievement will define you. Like it's a body of work. Even I get done doing this and I'm going to go to Publix, the local grocery <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, go stand in line for a sub and you know, there's going to be a lawyer in front of me and a yep. single mom behind me and no one will give a shit about my movie there. And I'll use the checkout line like everybody, everybody else. And yep. all they'll see is, a kid in a free t-shirt flip-flops on like, <laughs> well, you know, it, there's, there's no, there's no real separation from the top and the bottom in society. Yeah. It's funny you say that. And therefore everything is possible. Yeah. The, so Jenna, she, yeah, I wish she was here for this part, but she'll at least get to listen to it. Um, mm-hmm. She well, did photography for just on the side for resurrection. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's been with us. She came from our last gym to here, been here for five years. And, um, I was pushing her to start her own business and her own photography business. But Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't, who would hire me? Like, you know, she did really well, but she never took it to the business side. And, um, I was like, you know, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You, you continue to take pictures on the side and you have to do something different. And, um, and she has a four year degree in speech therapy and, um, yeah but it didn't interest her anymore. And me coming from the world of working for someone else under their circumstances, under their hours, under their guidelines, and just me like knowing they didn't know what the hell they were doing, you know, doing that for, you know, my my entire life until I started the gym. I was like, you don't understand the freedom that you actually have. And what's it going to cost you to start a business? You already have a camera. You have the talent. Right. It doesn't, it's not the camera and it's not this or that. It's not the lens. It's, it's the artist like you, I know as the documentary, no one can make a documentary like you because it's yours. You created it. It's there's guidelines, I'm sure, but you create, Mm -hmm. you have your own style to it. And, uh, she had to just leave. She came in early, but she just, she's going to Columbus for a wedding that she's going to shoot. And each year her Mm -hmm. weddings have, have doubled. And just to think that she was going to go work at a factory with her friend until she figured out what to do with her degree. Now she gets to do what the hell she wants to do on her own time right. and make money. You know, you know what that feels like. Like you get, a, yeah. that's what you said. Like you're loving it. And they're like, dude, are you okay? You don't have any fucking money. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. I love this shit. Like, I'm like, that's how I am with my gym. Like I make less now than I ever did in my life, but I've never come here. And it's never been a down day. I love it. I love doing this. And, and yeah, I, I think that what you said is huge is make your, because I, well, I was trying to tie this into her family's the least supportive of it. Her friends are the least supportive mm-hmm. of her doing this. And it's because they're haters. They're hating that they didn't take that step. They didn't take that chance to do something that they wanted to do with their lives. And they just went along with the crowd that you were talking about where they're doing the same shit. They didn't take the chance. Now they're stuck there for the rest of their lives. Well, it's, it's also a matter of like the people who are around you the most, um, or who've been around you the longest, you are to people, whatever you have shown 
yourself to be, you know, like, so for me, you know, like most of the people and, you know, I'm back in Tallahassee. Most people have known me since I was a kid, you know, their, their primary experience with me was I was, you know, half the size and I was a literal child and, you know, they've, you know, I come back with new knowledge and new abilities and, you know, with a business and stuff, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter to them until they've seen something great enough to overcome that, you know, initial sort of image. Right. You know, so like it's, you know, uh, when I've had, family or friends or someone who didn't get it. Like I get upset for a very short period of time. Like, you know, uh, I'll really, I'll get most upset at people who are like, you know, Oh, I always believed in you. And you know, yeah. then they'll send me oh texts that are like, you know, like, Oh, it's, you know, I, I'm saying like, I'll get most ex- upset at people who think that they're supportive, but then act shocked when like it's successful. So I'll go like, you know, I expect the guy who says, you know, like, well, you should have done the football scholarship and you should have gone and played at Cornell or something and gotten the Ivy League, uh, you know, degree. I like I understand that guy's priorities and I understand that he does not think that he's supporting my decision. It's the people who think that they're supporting me, who like their expectations are so low for me mm. that I get upset with. But then I, you know, I like, you know, it's within nanoseconds that I go, you know what, like they're, you know, of course that that's what support is to them. Of, of course, that's what they, they think. And, you know, cool. They're excited with something that to me is very small and expected, you know, when you have such greater visions. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just like, they don't need to, they don't need to validate or to see my vision, you know, like they'll see it when I get to the end result of whatever the next thing is. And by the time I get to that end result, I'll have another vision for the next thing. And Mm -hmm. they're never going to be caught up. They're never going to, you know, it's whatever, you know, like ultimately I'll continue to keep doing stuff and, you know, live a, a life that, seems you know if you don't see me on a shoot or you don't see me with the camera in my hand or you don't see it me in a theater or you don't see me at a powerlifting or a strength event you know you don't see me at the arnold or whatever i'm i'm pretty anonymous and you know i'm i'm nothing special to nobody <laughs> and then i'll i you know then yeah someone like you guys will say like i'm talking to a director and it's it it'll still be comical to me because <laughs> some part of me will always be like, you know, like, wow, like people give a shit to talk. Yeah. Like it's funny. You say that I because handed, when I was talking to you the other day, like as I was talking, I was pointing at my iPad to my wife going, I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like crazy me, that was to me. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, my girlfriend just got home. I can hear the dogs barking and any second she'll probably walk up here. because She forgot that I said I was doing a podcast, but you know, she'll be like, Oh, you're doing a podcast. Like she doesn't yeah. ask which one she doesn't ask how big they are. She's just like, someone wants to talk to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And, and that's all like, you know, it, I have, I've never turned anyone down for a podcast. I never, it's, 
it's still, and I hope like forever that it's still like a weird, crazy thing to me mm-hmm. that just fucking someone wants to talk to me about something that I did. Sure. It's a very strange thing to think about. Like <laughs> right now there are thousands of people that I don't know who have, you know, it's weird just that there were thousands of people that followed this thing that I was making uh-huh. mm-hmm. and some of them knew me mm-hmm. and most of the ones that knew me were the people who were in it mm-hmm. and like, then strangers are reaching out to me and asking me about what it's like interacting with these people that, you know, like talking to Dave Hoff is pretty yeah. regular to me. Yeah. Even talking to Louie is, is a pretty normal thing, you know, normal, you. Yeah. regular thing to me. Um, but still, or, or talking to Dave Tate or, you know, to like talk to Ed Cohn or something that's like, I, you know, I, I lose sight of the fact that like I have a phone right now that's full of contacts of people that seems just like far out bizarre mm-hmm. to everyone else. Yeah. Abnormal. Um, and now to a select group of people, I, so for some reason, my name is of note. <laughs> um, but like uh, again, I'll go to the grocery store and no one will and recognize you know, me. Yeah. And no one, and, and you're no one knows that. who I am. Or, yeah, yeah. And I'll or I'll you know I'll talk to you know I'll see old high school friends or something, and they'll oh your movies on iTunes that's cool that's yeah. cool yeah yeah that's you know I'll say yeah it was narrated by Ron Perlman they're just yeah 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 their expectation for me is so sort of low that uh-huh. I could tell them you know yeah it's narrated by Ron Perlman or I could say like you know I could name drop or something and they're not even listening to me. Yeah. So because they've already put you in it, a particular box. Right. Right. So it's it, like to them, they're just like, yeah, yeah. How, you know, how's life? How's life? Cool. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. So, so now where are we going to go eat? Yeah. You know, like they're just trying to get through the formality of it. They don't, you know, like. Next question. I guess society oh, will hold you humble. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's, 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 I mean, after talking to you, like I said, that, that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, next question. Yeah. Uh, what is something you want to be remembered for when you're gone? Um, ah, we stumped them. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, I guess just like, um, I don't, I don't really think about, I mean, I'm still pretty young. I'm only 32. I don't really think about like when I'm gone or when I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with what I do, like, you know, there's a reason I kind of sidestep sports very early was I, I realized like, this isn't long. There's a shelf. There, life. there isn't. Yeah. There's a very short shelf life. You know, if I had played sports, I would already be done with sports mm-hmm. and I'm just beginning sort of as a, a storyteller or director or, uh, you know, just ultimately I think just like a sort of a storyteller, just that's, that's really the basis of what I do. So I guess I would, I would just like that, uh, say when people compliment me or, or say something now, yeah, I feel very strange and weirded out when it's directed like at me. Mm-hmm. But if you talk about like what you appreciate about, you know, the movie, it feels a lot less weird. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you feel kind of separated from it just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're complimenting um, sorry, your art I, versus you as an individual. Yeah. Okay. Cause I feel like no one, like, you know, very few people 
know me. Mm -hmm. Uh, So them saying something about the art or the product to me, like makes sense and feels like more genuine. Cause I'm like, Oh, you can have a, you know, you can have an opinion of the the movie because Mm -hmm. you can see the movie. You know, if you don't know me, then you, you know, you're, the complimentary things you think about me are, you know, it's like, well, that's nice, I guess, but uh, odds <laughs> are you don't like, it's you, know, just you a probably haven't had, yeah. yeah it, it just, I'm like, I don't know what to say back, you know, like you too. <laughs> same. You know, and I've said that to people and they say like, well, you, you know, how can you say that about me? And I'm like, I don't know. How can you say that about, about me? me? Yeah. You know, we're both just Instagram DMS to each other. Like, no <laughs> yeah. We don't actually know each other, but, uh, yeah, so I guess to just extrapolate that, I, I hope that, uh, I, I guess I don't think that I'm really concerned about, uh, what was the wording that uh, people something you think want to be of remembered for? No, something you want to be something remembered. Something I want to be remembered for. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would just hope that some of my stories were remembered hmm. or some of the things that like, I've said or told mm-hmm. the, the, you know, either the stories or the lessons from the stories more so than like me. Yeah. Cool. So I know I said this is three rounds for time, but because we are the one more right podcast, we have one more bonus question for you. <laughs> and the last question is, right. uh, what is a superpower or a hidden talent that you have that people don't know about? Um, superpower that I have. A lot of people actually, a lot of people who know me think that I'm really quiet, uh-huh. which is hilarious. Um, probably more so a, a marker of my general interest in them. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, a superpower that I have, I once... I don't know. I want to say something like uh, profound or something. Um, no, this is all you. We've had some but, pretty interesting answers to this question. Yeah. Um, I can run really fast backwards. Oh, okay. I, I, my dad used to operate, um, used to do training at a, a chiropractor's office who, uh, someone had convinced to get all of this, um, sort of speed clinic stuff. Uh-huh to try and like dual outfit this chiropractor office into like an athlete training center, which did not work. <laughs> but one of the cool things was they had an overspeed treadmill. Uh-huh. Um, and so I ran 18 and a half miles an hour backwards on the <laughs> overspeed treadmill. Damn. That's quick. Um, that's hard to do forward. <laughs> no, you ain't hit yeah. 18. No, I'm not forward yeah. in any direction. Yeah, I was, I was unloaded like 10% of my body weight or something. Yeah. But we had a quarterback. This is when I was 245 pounds. We had a quarterback who came to try, came to train with us. I was a high school senior. He was about to be a high school senior, but we were the same age. He was actually, actually he was older than me because he had been held back. Uh, But he was talking shit because he had some (laughs) offers and he was a, one of these dual threat guys. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you're a big defensive lineman and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, hop on the treadmill. So we let him run forwards mm-hmm. and he got 18 miles an hour, mm-hmm. um, which was frankly kind of subpar, uh, even for your first time forwards. Uh-huh. Um, 
for someone of his general athleticism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I expect that he'd get more around like 20, Mm -hmm. but he got up to 18 and then he kind of, he kind of quit early. And, uh, so I wasn't supposed to train that day, but I decided I wanted to show him up Mm because I had done like 17 and a half backwards before. Mm -hmm. So I hopped on and went 18 and a half backwards. Uh, and it, while like staring him down in the mirror, <laughs> or actually, no, I was going backwards. So he's behind me. And so you're and staring I'm, like, right at him. The harness and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just staring him down, you know, just, uh, and it's, uh, but I've told people that story before and it's led to a couple people like at parties and stuff in LA challenging me to like a backwards race in the street. And, like, yeah, just, yeah. Just ends up with everybody lining up for me to that, you know, somebody was like, well, I played cornerback and I can backpedal. And I go like, your backpedal can't touch what I can do. Yeah. At a full uh, out backwards sprint. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. Long bounding strides. Yeah. Just like a fucked up deer. <laughs> um, but you know, it's all that, all that hamstring and glute, man. Yeah. There you go. So we really do appreciate your time today. Um, thanks for, uh, answering Brody's DM. You know, thanks for talking to us this week so we could set all this up. Really do appreciate it. We yeah, wish you no continued success uh, with the documentary. Hope to see more from you in the future. And we'd absolutely love to have you come back on the show and talk about actually powerlifting just in general. Um, yeah. But where Anytime. can, where, where can uh, our listeners find you on social media and on the interwebs? What was that? Where can our listeners find you on the internet and social media? Oh, um, just at Westside Film. Okay. Um, at Westside Film on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can check out our website, Westside first, the world.com. That's mm-hmm. uh, Westside VS the world. And then you said, um, you mentioned another documentary that you had uh, edited uh, as well that people might want to check out. Uh, yeah. I edited the documentary uh, forks over knives, mm-hmm. um, which is available. Uh, I believe still on Netflix. Um, I just started it the other day. Yeah. Um, and then Westside versus the world of course is available on Amazon, iTunes, um, Comcast and Spectrum have it on, on demand, mm-hmm. uh, Google play, the Xbox store, the PS4 store, Voodoo, Roku, um, whole bunch of places. If you're international, uh, check it out on Vimeo mm-hmm. or YouTube. You can pay for a YouTube rental. We've had a lot of people who've said that they watched it, you know, back to back or, you know, and one guy who said he watched it. 10 times in like two days. Mm-hmm. Um, I would certainly never do that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I have probably still seen it more than everyone else. Oh. Um, and will probably always have hold that title. Yeah. Um, and folks, yeah, when, when you're checking so, uh, this out, make sure you buy it. Don't rent it. You know, let, let, yeah, let, let's help go Mike ahead out. And, yeah. Go ahead and buy it. Um, that way you can watch it as many times as you want. As many yeah. times as you want while still uh, making it into work and, you know, picking your kids up from school yeah. and with minimal distraction to your overall health. Yeah. And like I, like I said, I'm not into powerlifting, but I know this is easily in my top three, you know, when it comes to sports documentaries oh, already. Yeah. And like I said, I mm-hmm. have no affiliation, no knowledge, but just the way you told the story was beautiful. And I, I really applaud you on your hard work it really shows through that you care and you love, you know, 
this community. And I, I think I really do feel that this will be the pumping iron you know, for powerlifting. Absolutely. You know, what's crazy is that this all started because um, his dog had balls on the back of his shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. you really think about it. If your dog didn't have big yeah. ass nuts, she would never ask. Yeah. Ain't that yeah, weird? It, it all, <sighs> yeah. Never because she, Louis didn't didn't get nitro neutered. Yeah. Um, this is and because whoever that, yeah, yeah whoever that nitro. original graphic artist was. <laughs> but that's, I mean, yeah, honestly, literally, yeah. Would she have ever asked? Probably not. No. Yeah, the best things start with dog balls. <laughs> And with that, yeah, that yeah. brings this week's episode. Glassman's story yeah. for CrossFit was very similar. With dog balls? I'm just making a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't always hit. It's a lesson. This is true. Don't this be afraid to try. Yeah, Absolutely. don't be afraid to try. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate your time. And that brings this Thank week's you. episode to a close. I'm mowing them out. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. <laughs>